0: Welcome back to The Real Rap Podcast. Joining us today is our first female hooper on the pod, Miranda Ren Cohen. Miranda and I met on the day of The Real Rap Pilot and reconnected as we are getting ready for the premiere to talk about her story. Uh, In this episode, we'll get into Miranda's background, the role basketball has played in her life also coaching, and finally, how she ended up in the Real Rap Pilot and her experience on set. So I'm ready. Hopefully you're ready. Let's get to the pod. All right. Well, let's get going here. So we have Miranda Cohen. Welcome to the Real Rap Podcast. Thank you. Pumped to have you here. Uh, We met almost a year ago today uh, for the shoot, for the pilot, in a very random way, which I'm pumped to get into and hear from your side of the story because you know i didn't know anything going into that day i was super stressed and not much has changed as we're approaching the premiere so i am uh i want to talk a little bit about your background okay um the role basketball has played in that and then we'll talk pilot and and we'll give you the real rat quiz at the end all right let's do it so from spokane Yes, Okay. born and raised. Born and raised, family still here?
1: Yes, mom and dad. uh, Mom's born and raised here. Dad's uh, born and raised in Chicago. Moved here for college. uh, Went to Eastern. Cool. Uh, And then they met here in Spokane. And rest is history. Yeah. Nice. Yeah.
0: Okay. So where did you go to school? I
1: um, was a South Hill kid. Uh, Okay. Went to the elementary school, South Hill Chase, and then went to Lewis and Clark. Okay. Played basketball there. um, Started basketball basically. I mean, went to LC for basketball. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad coached almost everything. Mm. I mean, anything he can get me into, he got me into. Whether it was, I played, well, I started off with soccer um, and then played basketball, softball, baseball, track cross country. Mm. I mean, anything. I mean, I'm pretty sure if my mom had not stopped him, I would have been playing tennis because that was the next big thing. Venus and Serena were huge Mm. at the time. Uh, and he tried to get me into everything. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Was he
0: an athlete as well?
1: Yeah, he was. So he, um, played, he wrestled in Chicago, um, wrestled and then other sports track and baseball, mainly baseball is a bigger sport over there compared to like Washington over here Mm. um so when he got here he just kind of settled in didn't play sports here but settled in and got into the community coached a ton of people in Spokane like Mm. if anybody knows coach Beebe like they're gonna say it and they're gonna be like oh you're coach Beebe's daughter like I don't have a career or anything (laughs) in history in Spokane but I mean I do but like they act like you know Oh, cool. you're just BB's daughter, yeah.
0: Coach BB. So where where did he coach?
1: Um, he, he coached community like SYSA, okay. football, baseball, softball, um, AAU basketball. Um, it was only until I got out of high school is when he got into the high school realm. Mm. Um, he coached and still does coaches track at Ferris. Mm. Um, he did a little bit of football at Ferris as well in the beginning. Once I graduated. Um, but he's mainly stuck to track. That's been his thing. He's had a ton of athletes come through. A lot of them went to state. A lot of them mm. uh, placed very well. So it's kind of his thing. Cool. Yeah.
0: Well, so you're playing everything. You're doing a little bit of everything. If if someone asked you the question growing up, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? What What was your answer then?
1: <laughs> Back then, it was to be in the NBA. Yeah. Honestly, I mean I'm I'm nothing but five three <laughs> and I thought I was gonna be like the next Penny Hardaway. So mm-hmm.
0: But I love that you say that because I think for most of us sitting at this table, I would hope that would be their answer, something like that. Oh yeah. Oh, you, yeah. That that's when you're gonna be the most delusional and, mm-hmm. and the most aspirational. <laughs> a little
1: naive, a <laughs> <Right>. little
0: <laughs> So when you go to L C are you just playing basketball or when do you like focus on
1: Um, you know, it started off early. I had a great group of female basketball players around me as far as like us growing up together. I mean, I've played with Breon January, who's in the W or just retired from the WNBA. Mm -hmm. Um, Heather Bowman, who went to GU, uh, Hannah Rothstrom. She was also an LC kid who went and did rowing at WSU, like a ton of athletes, Mm -hmm. Caitlin Redmond, Britt Kennedy, like a ton of athletes I played with AAU-wise through the AAU circuit. So it was pretty cool, you know, started young, third grade. And then once I realized like my ability and also my ability with these teammates, my dad kind of pushed me towards, you know, staying with that group of kids. And I was technically supposed to go to Ferris, but transferred into LC, Mm -hmm. Which I would play for an amazing high school coach, Jim Redmond. And it, you know, it kinda got serious when I got into high school and as a freshman I swung varsity. And which is rare. Which is really yeah. rare. Yeah. Like and, and I think a lot of that those group of girls were all eventually gonna be on varsity early. I mean, a couple of them made it as a freshman. I think my height was my disadvantage. But other than that, like we were competitors. We were, we were ballers. We were hoopers. Mm-hmm. We would take a group in a car full of us and go play at West Central with a whole bunch of boys, you know, mm-hmm. like we didn't back down to anybody, which was, um, not heard of or seen yet. Mm-hmm. And we were a special group of basketball players. So it really got serious, uh, middle school going into high school.
0: That's great. Yeah. Yeah. What was the name of that team, or the? did it change over the years?
1: It changed over the years. Um, we were, oh, my gosh. I'm, we were purple and gold.
0: I'm probably dating you on that oh one, because that's, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, well, yeah,
1: remembering the name, because we practice at East Central Community Center, and why can't I think of the name? But it was, <laughs> I mean, we were a good team, and not all those girls were on that team. We kind of... Uh, played together throughout other programs like stars, which is, a, an AAU club. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of us played together there, but once we got to high school, the majority of us played together. So it was always LC. I mean, I had LC stuff since I was in seventh grade because mm. we would play summer leagues yeah. and we would play as LC's teams, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had a similar experience like that in high school. You, you kind of the feeder team. Yeah. To the, yeah. yeah. So you get acclimated quick. Oh Yeah. Um, so you, you finish high school and basketball career and how, how would you describe?
1: Um, I went on to play at the falls okay. for two years under Bruce, uh, Johnson. And then I, after those two years, I went off to play at uh Whitworth for a year for Helen. Okay. Um, I, kind of a little dropout Mm. but the experience my last year experience wasn't the best but my overall experience with basketball in itself has put me in the position that i'm in today
2: Mm -hmm.
1: so i'm not like upset that it ended physically for me playing but uh it's put me in a lot of great places met a lot of cool people so Mm -hmm. it's been good
0: that's good i i it's interesting hearing that because when you're young, you don't know where it's all going to lead, right? Right. And, and it happens in a flash and oh, then yeah. all of a sudden it's over. Mm-hmm. And then something that we always talk about on this podcast is what happens after, right? Like what happens in that period where you're off a team for the first time? Right. What's that transition like for you?
1: Uh, at the time you're, you're a student and you remain a student for all those years and once you get to the point where it's like i'm i'm done i know i had my success you know and you're okay with those terms you move on now you become a teacher mm. so you kind of flip it and you're just like what can i provide to the young female athletes in spokane mm. which happened i um when what year was it 20 2016, 2015, I started coaching track at Ferris. Okay. Um,
0: With pops. Yeah, nice. he was
1: he was technically on the boys team, but okay. he would always meander over near to my sprints <laughs> and my girls and try to give a couple tips. I love but, it. Um, and then I also was coaching basketball that next year at LC was my first year in 2016. Um, so it it turns into something more, something greater. And I think for a lot of people, it's a hard pill to swallow. I knew I wasn't going to make it to the NBA. I knew I wasn't going to make it, you know, or not that I couldn't, but my path was different. I knew that that next step, which in, to say in female basketball, is either overseas or WNBA. Mm -hmm. And overseas was never... A thing for me like it wasn't as um i wasn't as knowledgeable about it as mm. i am now as a coach mm. but um i'm okay with it but that next step is you have to come to terms with it can yeah. i can i still get on a court and play and 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 burn a little bit yeah i can which i'm okay with
0: i've seen it we <laughs> have okay we with. have evidence we have evidence in the pilot yeah. coming up i've seen it and uh well that's a very healthy outlook because I know for for me and for a lot of I'd say a lot of guys even that you come across every day still playing right it's it's a it's, it's a lot of its ego right mm-hmm. a lot of it is yeah. you're trying to hold on you're trying to almost recreate that part of it's the competition that's mm-hmm. hard to get anywhere else mm-hmm. but part of it is you know you feel you get a lot of approval from people for what you know being good at something oh, or yeah. whatever it is so oh, yeah it's it can be very hard for people to let go of, but it sounds like you you did it pretty well
1: yeah uh, I mean definitely if you want competition try golf yeah <laughs> that's my that's my current uh nemesis right now
0: yeah well that's a lifelong game <laughs> yeah, that's for is. sure that's
1: why I'm like okay I can do this <laughs> yeah. I can do this
0: okay um so are you still coaching
1: I am actually, um, I'm going to take a break here. Um, I have two younger, two under two mm. and a 13 year old mm. and the 13 year old is starting to really come around as far as sports. Um, so shifting my focus a little bit more family, you know, mm. less outside. Cause it's a lot of time yeah. outside of the household. Um, you know, getting a sitter and and being away for almost three hours out of the day, on top of being away from work, it it can be a lot. Mm-hmm. It can be a lot. But um, looking to be more of a cheerleader at this point <laughs> for my thirteen-year-old.
0: So tell me, tell me about coaching a little bit because I've I've dabbled here and there, mm-hmm. and I feel like most anyone that leaves the game, you you do it in some capacity, mm-hmm. right? Like whether it be a camp or yeah. you help somebody. What's how have you found it and what's the most challenging part of it to you?
1: Um, I think, you know, I found it probably at a young age because my dad coached. Right. And I was just his coattail. I followed him everywhere. It's so bad that I probably wanted to put on the football pads Mm. and play and he wouldn't let me. Mm. So let's just put that out there. (laughs) He was like, no snot bubbles out of you. I'm not letting these boys hit you. But um, I think it started early. And I knew that I was going to be a coach. And it. And I knew even more so after I had my daughter where it's like next generation, you know, like mm. I can really help her. This is what my dad taught me. This is what I can give to her and not only her, but the kids in the community all over. Um, as soon as I was done with basketball, uh, coach, He's he just recently passed, but coach... Mm. Vaughn Van Brett Horse, we just call him Vaughn, uh, at Ferris, he was the head track coach. Mm. And he um, called me up, was like, come come coach. And I'm like, no, no. So he basically found a way for me to come coach. He, one of my friends who was a CV phenom track runner, 800, 400 run, runner, and a layman who went to WSU and almost like, I think played or ran for the Olympic team. I'm not too sure. Hmm. Um, she called me up too and was like, you know, Vaughn got me, I'm coaching, come coach. And I was like, I'm not like in depth of track as I am with basketball. Like I can yeah. step on a basketball court and be able to teach anybody basketball track. Not so much. That was my like leisure sport where I would just go right. and stay in shape. Right. So I went up there and he gave me, I was head JV of the sprints and I, it just went from there. Mm. And then I got, uh, another offer, um, at LC had, uh, actually Brion January reached out to me and was like, the head coach is leaving. You should apply. I applied for the head coaching job with <laughs> absolutely no experience mm. at a head coaching position. Mm. And I'm kind of lucky and glad I didn't get it. Um, but, uh. Ended up having another coach come on, and I took JV, had JV. So it kind of just, once it started, it never stopped. Mm. I mean, going from basketball season to track season, and I just kept going, just kept going. So it it started young, but I knew I was going to coach, and I knew I was going to try my best to give all the knowledge that I've received Mm. to other kids. So,
0: Do you get... Itchy, like as a coach, that's, that's the way I would describe it. Like for me, I, you know, you want some so bad sometimes to like jump in and control some experience that you can't control. Right. As a coach or yeah. I always say like, you never want to care more than, than the kid ideally. Yeah. But you know, it, it can happen because you're, you're so used to just being out there competing. Right. So
1: Right. Like Yes, very much so. In the beginning, yes. As a fresh new coach, I was definitely like, come on, <laughs> like, let's yeah. go. Like, yeah. But what we always like to tell our athletes, like, we can't be out there. We can't do these things for you. So you have to find a way to make these things happen, you know, whether it's, you know, getting extra shots in the gym, you know, so that when you're on the court, you're ready to shoot or working on your ball handling outside of practice. Um, with high school, you get a short amount of time with them. Mm-hmm. And then at the level that I started at was head JV, you get a mix of both. You get a mix of kids that are have the basketball skills and the basketball knowledge, and then you get the mix of kids that are athletic, but they don't quite have the basics, the fundamentals. So you're mixing those two groups and you're trying to, it's like a puzzle piece. You're trying to put them in the right spots to be successful. And and it's like, you got to have the ones that know basketball, teach the ones that don't a little bit more and then be teachers and leaders. And so it becomes kind of more, you lose the itch of like wanting them to do it and and be successful to them figuring it out on their own. And it, it might not even happen right away. It might happen, shoot, at the last two weeks of season. But that's the reward, you know, as a coach. Mm-hmm. like
0: The growth. Yeah, yeah, you got
1: it. Like, it's the end of the season. That's great. You got what we were teaching that whole time. So, yeah. you know, you got to kind of take a step back and, and kind of let them figure it out where they want to be, who they want to be as an athlete what we told them at the JV level is like the way LC is set up. There's a big giant wall where the um, bleachers pull out and JV and freshmen practice on one side and varsity practices on the other side and said, our goal over here is to get you on the other side of that wall
0: mm-hmm. is to
1: get you over there on that court. And we push that a lot. Like, come on, like you want to get there. You want to be a basketball player. You have to do the things to get to the next step. We can't, physically do it for you Mm. but we can tell you and teach you and mold you and help you get over there so the itch of like trying to get them to do it right kind of went away Mm. because i think also now basketball is totally different than what it used to be right um where it's a little bit more mental we have to hit more of the mental aspect of these kids, you know, are you okay? You know, mm-hmm. how's school going? How's family life? Like we got to get them through life mm-hmm. at this point. We got to be an example. So it, it's a lot of factors, Yeah. but that itch it, I learned real quick. Like, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> let that go. I gotta let it go.
0: Well, I can hear your experience. And I mean, just the way you talk about it and the way you describe it, mm-hmm. I think you, you know, hopefully it'll be some part of your, your existence uh, forever, because it sounds like you are a great coach and have a great philosophy on it. Yeah. Much better than I think (laughs) I'll ever have. So
1: (laughs) I have a lot of, uh, great people that I've learned from. So it's, it's not, um, it's an accumulation of all.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk, uh, we always talk little hoops, right? Yeah. So I'm curious for you, Are you still playing when, where, how much, or is it like sparingly these days?
1: Sparingly, you know, at the falls, um, as a coach, that, that was an interesting experience. Let's say the least. Yeah. Um, my best friend and I came in and she's head coach, Britt Kennedy. She came in, we came in literally in August, like really late. I, um, so we had to have like the girls that were already there that had signed and like recruiting, like Britt did everything she could. She was pulling girls out of the fitness center. Like that experience in itself um, was a lot. So like having low numbers, yeah, I'd try and get up and down the court. But both of us, both of us and where she's two years younger than me. And at one point she's like, She's like, Ren, just just walk. Just walk. I'm not running. <laughs> <So> it's <laughs> like you got to know your limits. You could be out there. But like, yeah, you know, when you're playing with younger athletes, it's like, you know what to do, yeah. but you physically yeah. aren't capable yeah. of doing those things, you know? So yeah. it was it was we played. We practiced with them for a while there and once our team finally became whole we had a, a couple athletes played in different sports and stuff like that so once our team became whole it was more like okay now we can coach and not have to play but every now and then and more so brit than me she'd pop in and play i had just came off a knee surgery in 2018 mm. so mm.
0: yeah that i just kind of got back into playing pretty consistently now for the first time in four or five years i was playing a ton through my 20s but just different body aches and all those things you know compile and then but now getting back into it that's exactly what i just was saying to someone it's it's i know what i want to do but it's like getting your body to To react that way yeah you know and i just recently told that to one of the older older guys that we play with and he was like yeah you're preaching to the (laughs) choir buddy wait till you get you wait till you get to your (laughs) 60s or you know so
1: not that yeah. I uh, don't want to. I would love to be on, like, a co-ed league or whatever. And I did do that. I mean, shoot, I was four months pregnant, three months pregnant, uh, playing, actually, with my friend Britt on that, um, was it Hooptown? hmm The outdoor league.
0: Okay, yeah.
1: We played in that one. And, I mean, big guys, like, and I'm over here, like, no one knows, but I'm still playing. Like, I'm, and then I got my one-year-old not even one-year-old in a stroller over here (laughs) on the side so i mean i have all the pictures to prove it it's kind of funny and i felt fine i was like i could i could do this again but like you know going outside and playing is a different like
0: totally different that's where you're like totally different
1: i'm I'm aged out of the outside playing like let me get into a gym where it's insulated and you know my body can warm up a little better
0: it's like hoop fest it's like I remember always playing Hoop Fest. The first two or three games, I'd have to, I'd have to like remember how to play Hoop Fest. I'd mm. be like, oh, "Okay, I need to like dribble like a foot off the ground yeah. because I because the ball is just gonna just bounce, bounce everywhere." Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever do you play Hoop Fest? I anymore? did. Yeah. I
1: did. The I mean, the last time I played Hoop Fest probably was like in twenty, probably twenty 30, or thirteen,
2: maybe. Okay. Oh, it's been, so it's a, been a long, long. time.
1: Yeah, it's been a long time. Like, um, my number one thing is, like, I don't want to get hurt yeah. at Hoot Fest. Like, all of right. all things, let me get hurt on a full court, Yeah, that kind of basketball. But getting hurt at Hoot Fest, rolling an ankle on our very lovely streets that we have right, around right, here. Right, right, Like, uh, no thanks, I'd, I'd pass. Yeah. I'll be a spectator. I was a spectator for a long time. Cheered yeah. people on.
0: And that's, that's a different way to enjoy it, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's nice that way. Okay, well, let's... Uh, Let's transition to the pilot, Yeah, you know, because I want to hear from you that whole experience. Because on my end, I'm, I'm just completely lost in the weeds, getting all these things organized, Oh yeah, you know, independent. We're doing it with 10 people and I'm doing 20 of the jobs that we should <laughs> be doing or whatever. Yeah. So I remember I, you know, we, it was coming down to it and we were, we were kind of strapped for people. And for extras, we really wanted to do a scene where we got some real hoopers from Spokane. Yeah. And that was the whole point of everything, right? Was to kind of celebrate people here. Yeah. And so, you know, I hit up Lewis and I knew he would he would know people, oh, right? And he, Lewis knows everyone. He knows everyone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and and he was incredible because he's like, Oh, I got this verse, yeah. I got this person, yeah. I got this person. I don't know any of these people yeah. at this point, right? And so you come. On the second day, that's the day we were shooting most of the basketball stuff. Mm-hmm. And I want to say, so let, actually let's backtrack. So Lewis tells you about this. Why, why do you even do this? Like, what are I you mean, even thinking at this point?
1: He texts me and I'm like, a movie? What? What are you talking about? And he's <laughs> like, just come on, sis. Because I've known Lewis for eons. Yeah. And, you know, Lewis is the most convincing person Ever. Hmm. i mean just enthusiastic it doesn't matter so like i was like okay shoot why not like i honestly have been in a movie in spokane so like i'm i'm not like opposed to it so i was like yeah sure let's try something new yeah well not new but <laughs> let's try something and what
0: you've been in something else
1: uh smoke signals oh cool i was a background in smoke signals at like i was probably like six wow and i was playing just a a little girl with her dad getting on the bus Wow! i mean i faintly remember it so
0: i didn't even know we got a professional (laughs) that we we had we had a seasoned actor (laughs) on our hands
1: no 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 i it was like (laughs) i was nervous and then my mom tried to get me to do the oscar meyer wiener thing (sighs) i cried so my whole, like, acting career was smashed right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Lewis called or text, and he was like, come do this movie. Um, you know, I was like, well, what am I going to be doing? He's like, just play basketball. And I'm like, okay. So <laughs> I was like, where, you know, yeah. what do I need to, you know. Yeah. He's like, no, nah, just wear basketball clothes, bring, you know, whatever. And I was honestly going to go by myself. Mm. I was, my husband was going to stay home, but he was like, I'll go with you. And so we got grandma to come over and watch the kids. And so we went and I'm thinking like, I'm kind of glad he wore basketball clothes because I was like, I was like, I told him before we left, I was like, maybe put some basketball clothes on just in case. Like, I don't know what, what we're going to run into. Like, honestly, I had no idea what I was stepping into. I Mm. just was told to be at the warehouse and at this time. (laughs) <laughs> and, yeah and so went down there and we're sitting there and we got there kind of early so we went to the other side yeah, and so just i started. vividly
0: remember that because yeah. we were shooting another scene right? yeah yeah
1: yeah so and we I, were yeah. kind of just waiting and lewis comes in and he's all like let's go let's go and i'm like i don't know what we're <laughs> doing but let's go so right. like the more like the time went by and i'm like okay what are we really going to be doing and then like just play basketball. I'm like, okay, I can do that. That's fine. And then when uh, things started going, and you were like, okay, let's fake the pass. Like we're actually mm-hmm. like you want me to throw the ball away, right? Like as a true, basketball. I did
0: force you to have a turn turnover. Over. Oh man, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah and that's I was that. like,
1: I told Lewis, I was like, I gotta turn the ball, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and I'm like, that's that's like a that's going against the grain. Yeah. You know? I want to
0: say that might have actually not been my idea per se. So I'll blame it on somebody else. <laughs> okay, but yeah. Okay. It, well, I what I remember too is you guys were sitting over there. We were filming the other scene. Mm-hmm. And I come over and I'm just like, hey, how are you guys? You know, and I thought your husband was just another person Lewis had invited. So yeah. I didn't even know who that was. Right. And then I think the idea comes up. Oh, okay, well, they can play twos. Yeah. And we're like, oh, all right. Well, then we got to get him in. So yeah. Shout out to your husband Ben. Shout That's out. his name yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, he was incredible to come in and and play as well. <laughs> and so we we have you guys playing twos with Houston, who was on. He was mm-hmm. on the first episode of the podcast and Lewis as well. But, um, yeah, that was just such a. It was a great day. We had a couple of those moments that day, but it was just so cool. The energy was so good. And, it was. And it was so helpful, yeah. ultimately. So I I'm hope so, glad. so. Yeah, no, it, it, it was. and I'm so glad that that you guys were able to do it. So you do the experience. It wasn't crazy, right? We probably did it Mm-mm. for 45 minutes or an yeah, hour. Yeah, it, it yeah.
1: felt really quick. I kind of, after the end, I was like, well, do they need us to stay for some more? <laughs> you know, like, is there any more we can do?
0: You know, actually, I wanted to do a scene we had it written originally to do a scene with like the female Hooper that i had written into it mm-hmm. to to be like shooting on her own. And then I, we had an interaction, but the, it was tough to schedule. We were always only could go until like three o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it was super hard to get everything in. And yeah. it was one of those things. i was like, well, at least we got this done and right, you know, so hopefully we'll get more going. Cause yeah. the idea is it, for it to be a series and ongoing so we're hoping that and now that i know you're a seasoned actor right that's then you're you're hired total pro, total pro. <laughs> you're hired <laughs> um okay so you leave and then like do you forget about it or are you like to? that what even happened or?
1: yeah i mean i didn't forget about it okay. that's one thing i didn't forget like even my husband he was like have you heard from lewis like what's going on with this movie like I was like, I don't know, I can message him. So I messaged him and I was like, hey, so is there anything else we need to do? And he's like, no, 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 just, just wait, just wait. It's it's going to be, it's going to be dope. Just wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can totally, I'm like, I can literally hear your voice through the text. Yep. And so uh, I just was like, okay, all right. And then honestly, I didn't expect to hear from you like directly. Mm. I was expecting to hear from Louis and and third party, but it was so cool. When I got your message, I was like, wow, he really found me. I was like, I told my husband. Which I was, was like, tough. Which was tough, <laughs> you know? I will say. <laughs> I told my husband, I was like, now he wants me to do a podcast. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I'm a little nervous.
0: Well, you're doing great. You've you've smashed it out of the park and now we'll finish with the real rat quiz. Oh, So we put everybody through that. That is... Um, Meant to be quick hitters, but some of them will make you think a little bit. And I'll, I have alternatives if you're stumped. So okay. We'll, okay. we'll give it a shot here and we'll we'll round it out. But, okay, number one. So what's, you should have some of these being a coach and coming from a, a coach's daughter, Yeah. right? Yeah. What's one line or phrase from a coach that you remember?
1: Are we talking movie-wise?
0: Not movie, so just... You know how coaches will sometimes they have this one thing that's stuck in your head. could have mm. been a Could have been a piece of advice. Could have been a, a phrase they had. Like we had on the first episode, we had the example of um, the operation was a success, but the patient died. That was like something a coach always <laughs> said. If you know, if you missed the layup, you you did a great play all the way up to court, but you missed the layup. That yeah. was what he'd always say. So.
1: Um, This was on the coaching side of things. So um, our head coach at LC, shout out to Gabe Medrano, um, he's still there. He's uh, the girls coach now. And I mean, what year? It was 2018. And we were just like easy layups, missing layups. And he's like, we're missing all these alien knee layups going up. And because like you're not going up. Strong, like you're doing these alien layups, like quit doing these alien layups or we'll get hit or bumped. And they're like, they're like feathers. they're <sighs> like feathers. So like throughout the time, uh, we would joke. So like if miss layups, alien layup, alien knee layup,
0: alien knee layup. Yeah. I like that. That's, I don't think yeah. I'll ever hear that one yeah. again. That's like
1: out of this world. Like, why are you doing
0: a layup yeah, like that? Yeah. Like, come on. Okay. Number two, you might've mentioned it, but worst hoops injury.
1: Um, you know, at, uh, Whitworth, I dislocated my patella and didn't quite know that that was the case. Um, it popped back in, slipped, popped back in, um, and I just kept playing and I just was like, oh, my knee hurts Mm. doing treatment. You know, that was kind of a rough experience for me because there was no support on coach wise, Mm. um, as far as, um getting it looked at and really looking into the issue at hand. Um, so I, after that year, I didn't play. Um, and then I just kind of recreational played these leagues and all this stuff. And I think I did it again and it popped Mm. back in. And then finally I called my high school, uh, PT and was like, Hey, do you have any recommendations, you know, surgeons or anything like that to go see? Went and saw him literally like six months later, I hadn't, uh, total reconstruction of my patella. Mm-hmm. So, it was quite a big surgery which is a lengthy recovery. Like they say, you probably won't feel 100% comfortable with it for like 2 years. Wow. So, so is that
0: is that like kneecap is like floating at that point or anything like that or Yeah, that-
1: I didn't tear I don't think I tore anything completely. It mm. just got off track and got back on to a track that wasn't fluid. Hmm. So the knee and the patella wasn't lining fluid. So like he had to readjust, basically give me new tendons on the side, like whole thing. Like I had to be in a straight leg brace for Hmm. eight weeks. Wow. Six weeks, six weeks.
0: And that's, that is something that a lot of people don't understand is it can be, especially at like lower levels and you know, the organization can be great. Sometimes mm-hmm. it can be very poor sometimes. And mm-hmm. sometimes you're just left to figure those things out on your own. And right? that's tough. Yeah. Okay. Well, third is most embarrassing hoops moment.
1: Oh gosh. So, or one of, I'll give you a good one. Uh, all four years, I'll give you the good part about it. First, all four years of my high school career, I went to state and, I My freshman year, I went s- just swinging, sat on the bench. Um, we got fifth that year. Uh, my sophomore year, we were projected to win it. And we go in and man, like three of us got the flu instantly,
2: mm.
1: um, like days before state. So we l- lost out the first game. My junior year, um, we were projected to be up there uh we lost a few big hitters as far as players, but um we were pretty high ranked and we got third So my senior year, we were still projected high. We go to state, we make it to the championship game. I kid you not during the game starter starter point guard, I get fouled, I get to the line and I'm nervous. This is like, playing on tv the crowd is huge right i'm this what 17 year old kid 18 year old kid Mm -hmm. and i'm shooting the free throw and i just airball i'm
0: like oh my god i just saw this happen in the ncaa tournament game that i watched yeah
1: yeah and just imagine this like that scale is ridiculous. <laughs> like to do it there, you're going to be roasted. And there was social media. You're going to be roasted for mm-hmm. the rest of your life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Social media wasn't that huge during my era. Mm-hmm. So like, I think we only had what MySpace and Facebook at the time yeah. in tw- two 2006 yeah. when I graduated and I airballed this free throw and I looked at my friend Britt, and I was like, "She's like, you got it. Like <laughs> we're good. And I'm like, Shot the next one. Nothing but net. And I'm like, what? Mm. This is embarrassing. I am on TV. I'm at the state championship. Hey, but you bounced and, back. And, I, and we won. Mm. So I can't be too mad. But that was like a moment I would never forget. Like, So you that. won
0: a championship mm-hmm. in 2006.
1: Mm-hmm. So LC went on a huge run with the years that we have. So like I said, um, fifth, my freshman year, didn't make it, lost out my sophomore year. Junior year, got third. My senior year we won it and then two years behind me they won it those two years so we hit three in a row mm. championships state championships and then I think there was like a year or two or a year break and then they won it again twice back to back
0: well listen to this it must be destiny that we got you on the pilot because <laughs> I won a state championship in 2006 yeah. my senior year so we let's go, go. Let's, let's go, go. All There's right. There's
1: nothing like ending the year off oh, that man. way. Oh, my no. goodness. I think we rode that high for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it oh, was great. as you should. As you should. It was okay. great.
0: Okay. Number four, favorite basketball movie?
1: Mm, I actually, it's pretty generic, but Love and Basketball. Oh,
0: I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> love and Basketball. <laughs> we haven't basketball got that one my, yet. We haven't got that one yet. It's my
1: jam. It's
0: a great movie, it, honestly.
1: It is. You know, like, that's like everything a, I feel like a girl wants. Like, I wanna be in the best basketball relationship ever. I'm a hooper. I wanna marry a hooper. Like it it just seems all so simple. Right,
0: right. <laughs> as the as so the simple. movies tend to do. Yeah yeah. 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 Okay. All right. And and lastly, number five, who's the first person in Spokane that comes to mind when you think of a real rat, which is the name of the pilot, mm-hmm. which is just the ultimate gym rat, right? man there's probably a lot that you could think of but
1: yeah i'd have to go with my best friend uh brian january Hmm. that girl is fierce yeah i've i've played against and with a lot of players in spokane but she is one player that'll she doesn't even have to say anything she will make you play to that level she is just that competitive she Hmm. is just that like grit like just it's amazing it's amazing and, and not only did i like grow up with her and know her personally but on the court i would step on a court with her any day yeah that's how she makes you feel
0: yeah i i know that feeling i always felt that way with with houston mm-hmm. our first guest and we played since we were eight years old yeah and yeah it's like you you feel a confidence like they have your back and oh, if yeah. you get in a in a foxhole, they're gonna compete.
2: Oh
1: yeah. Their
0: butts off. Plus, she's got like a movie name, Brianna January.
1: a Brian Jan- yeah, January. Yeah. She does.
0: That's I mean, a, she's pretty That's a real You have to get her on here. That's oh that's the plan. Okay. yeah, that's the plan. We wanna we wanna get as many on as we can. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. She's definitely one. She is she is a very uh influential local female basketball player in Spokane like she awesome really was one of those she's that person you know she's like that there goes that man you know
0: all right well that wraps it up Miranda Miranda yes yes Ren he said
1: yeah go ahead Ren's so much easier
0: Ren I know I (laughs) should have stuck with Ren I knew I'd mess it up at least once this time I had it the whole time that's all good but uh you crushed it thank you 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 made it to the end um anyone wants to see Ren in action. oh yeah and, and husband Ben. gotta oh, yeah. give a shout, shout out to out Ben to Ben. Um, May 4th, Magic Lantern Theater. We're going to have all the details coming out here in the next week. Um, Ren will see it there for the first time as well. Sure will. And you're also in the trailer, which is coming out any oh, day. so heck yeah yeah, you can see her in that. And yeah, that wraps it up. Um, thank you to Brennan and Spocast thanks to anyone listening. We put out the first pod um, last week, and we've gotten a lot of good feedback and if you want to leave us a comment or review or have any suggestions for questions or anything like that, let us know and we will get them in here. so
1: yeah, thanks for having me.
0: yeah. see you guys next week. yeah.